Welcome to Zichu Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Aram Goldai, and there is Zechus Kedushin Daf Ein Vav, the fourth parak Asar Yochasin. This Daf has been sponsored as a schus for all the men, women, and children in Eretz Yisrael who have been taken hostage, that they be quickly freed, and for all those injured in the attacks, that they should have a refuah shleima. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the next mission states, Hanoisi Isha Kohenis, one who wishes to marry a woman who is a Kohenis. He must investigate four of her mothers, meaning her female ancestors, as well as their mothers, to determine if any is forbidden to the congregation, which is eight altogether, as the mission delineates. A daughter of a Levi or Yisrael requires investigating another generation. The mission then lists several positions that their holders do not require investigations into their ancestors because they're only given to those of pure lineage. The more explains that male ancestors are not investigated because when men quarrel, they make accusations of impure yichus, so any possible issue would be widely known, as opposed to women who accuse each other of immorality. A potential husband does not require investigation because genealogically fit kohanos were not prohibited from marrying those unfit for kahuna. Similarly, the rabbis did not require a woman to investigate possible mamzeris. Later, the Gemara says that although Rabbi Meir requires investigation in all cases, the Chamyon only require it when her yichus is contested. Point number two, the Mishnah taught that the ancestors of a member of Sanhedrin do not require investigation. The reason is Kashim Shabbasin Manukim Betzedek, just as Basin must be clean in justice, Kach Manukim so they must be clean from any genealogical blemish. A source is brought from a Pusik alluding to Sanhedrin. You are entirely beautiful, my friend, and there's no blemish in you. When the Gemara said this may mean a physical blemish, another source is brought from when Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, and the members of the Sanhedrin will stand with you. With you implies they must be similar to you, meaning with pure lineage. The Gemara persists perhaps only that Sanhedrin required pure yuchas because of the Shekhinah, since they were to receive Nevuah. Rav Nachman cahoots with Yisrael's advice to Moshe Rabbeinu, and the burden will be lightened from upon you, and they will bear it with you, implying judges who are similar to you with pure lineage. And pointing with you, the host of Rav Adabar Abba, who was a convert's son, was arguing with Rav Vivi about which of them should run the town's affairs. Rav Yosef quoted a brisa. The Pasuk says, You shall appoint over yourselves a melech who is from your brother's midst, teaching all appointments you make, even minor ones, may only be one from your brother's midst. The host was therefore disqualified. Rav Adabar Abba asked Rav Yosef if this holds true for a convert's son whose mother is a Jewess, and he responded that this constitutes your brother's myths. Therefore, Rabivi, who was a great man, should manage the spiritual needs of the town, and the host should manage its physical needs. Abai commented that if one takes a rabbinic scholar into his inn, he should take someone like Rav Adda, who knows how to argue in his favor. Rabbi Zer and Rabbi Bar Avu would deal respectfully with children of converts and put them in positions of authority, but in Eretz Yisrael, they would not even appoint them inspector of measures, and in Narada, they would not be appointed even as a supervisor of irrigation. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission states, and no see isha kohenas, one who wishes to marry a woman who is a kohenas. He must investigate four of her mothers, meaning female ancestors, as well as their mothers, to determine if any is forbidden to the congregation, which is eight altogether as the mission delineates. A daughter of a Levi or Yisrael requires investigating another generation. The mission then lists several positions that their holders do not require investigations into their ancestors because they're only given to those of pure lineage. The more explains that male ancestors are not investigated because when men quarrel, they make accusations of impure yichus, so any possible issue would be widely known, as opposed to women who accuse each other of immorality. A potential husband does not require investigation because genealogically fit kohanos were not prohibited from marrying those unfit for kahuna. Similarly, the rabbis did not require a woman to investigate possible mamzeris. 
Later, the Gemara says that although Rabbi Meir requires investigation in all cases, the Chamyu only require it when her yichus is contested. Point number two, the Mishnah taught that the ancestors of a member of Sanhedrin do not require investigation. The reason is Kashim Shabbasin Manukim Betzedek, just as Basin must be clean in justice, Kach Manukim Yukomum, so they must be clean from any genealogical blemish. A source is brought from a Pusik alluding to Sanhedrin. You are entirely beautiful, my friend, and there's no blemish in you. When the Gemara said this may mean a physical blemish, another source is brought from when Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, and the members of the Sanhedrin will stand with you. With you implies they must be similar to you, meaning with pure lineage. The Gemara persists that perhaps only that Sanhedrin required pure yuchas because of the Shekhinah, since they were to receive Nevuah. Rav Nachim concludes with Yisus' advice to Moshe Rabbeinu, and the burden will be lightened from upon you, and they will bear it with you, implying judges who are similar to you with pure lineage. And pointing with you, the host of Rav Adabar Abba, who was a convert's son, was arguing with Rav Vivi about which of them should run the town's affairs. Rav Yosef quoted a brisa. The Pasuk says, You shall appoint over yourselves a melech, who is from your brother's midst, teaching, All appointments you make, even minor ones, may only be one from your brother's midst. The host was therefore disqualified. Rav Adabar Abba asked Rav Yosef if this holds true for a convert's son whose mother is a Jewess, and he responded that this constitutes brother's mitz. Therefore, Rabivi, who was a great man, should manage the spiritual needs of the town, and the host should manage its physical needs. Abai commented that if one takes a rabbinic scholar into his inn, he should take someone like Rav Adda, who knows how to argue in his favor. Rabbi Zer and Rabbi Baravu would deal respect with children of converts and put them in positions of authority, but in Eretz Yisrael, they would not even appoint them inspector of measures, and in Narada, they would not be appointed even as a supervisor of irrigation. All right, so now we go to Simadav Ein Vav, and this simon was suggested to us by Yeshua Eisenberg. He suggested that Ein Vav is IV, intravenous, an intravenous tube. So here goes. The great-great-grandmother on IV, whose yichus was being checked out because her Kohenna's great-great-granddaughter wanted to get married, showed a picture of her ancestor who sat on the Sanhedrin to the rabbi of a town who took care of the spiritual needs while Ger's son managed the town's physical needs. So once again, it's a motion. The great-great-grandmother on IV, IV, that must be more enough. Ein Vav. The great-great-grandmother on IV, whose yichus was being checked out because her Gohenna's great-great-granddaughter wanted to get married, which reminds us the next mission states, Hanosi Isha Gohenna's, one who wishes to marry a woman who's a Gohenna's, Sarklitoch Acharel Arbi Imaus Shen Shmona. He must investigate four of her mothers, meaning female ancestors, as well as their mothers to determine if any is forbidden to the Kahal, which is eight altogether as the mission delineates. So the great-great-grandmother on IV, whose yichus was being checked out because her Gohenna's great-great-granddaughter wanted to get married, showed a picture of her ancestor who sat on the Sanhedrin, which reminds us, the mission taught that the ancestors of a member of Sanhedrin do not require investigation. The reason is, Kashem Shabbasin Manukim Betzedek, just as Basin must be clean in justice, Kach Manukim Ikomum, so they must be clean from any genealogical blemish. So the great-great-grandmother on IV, whose yichus was being checked out because her Kohenna's great-great-granddaughter wanted to get married, showed a picture of her ancestor who sat on the Sanhedrin to the rabbi of a town who took care of the spiritual needs while Ger's son managed the town's physical needs, which reminds us, Rav Yosef holds that a Ger's son whose mother is Jewish is considered mekher of echacha in your brother's midst. Therefore, when it comes to splitting up responsibilities of authority in a town, Rabivi, who was a great man, was told he should manage the spiritual needs of the town, and his host, who was a convert's son, should manage its physical needs. So once again, the great-great-grandmother on IV, whose yichus was being checked out because her Kohenna's great-great-granddaughter wanted to get married, showed a picture of her ancestor who sat on the Sanhedrin, to the rabbi of a town who took care of the spiritual needs, while Ger's son managed the town's physical needs.
All right, so now it's time for Formula Bach Hazara. Daf Ein Beis, so the Simon Daf Ein Beis is a thick piece of birthday cake. So here goes. When the big Persian bear stole a thick piece of diamond studded birthday cake, thick piece of birthday cake, that must mean we're on Daf Ein Beis, of thick. When the big Persian bear stole a thick piece of diamond studded birthday cake, which reminds us from a Pasuk and Daniel, we learn that the Persians are compared to a bear. They eat and drink like a bear, they're fat like a bear, they're hairy like a bear, and they have no rest like a bear, which constantly paces even when tied. So when the big Persian bear stole a thick piece of diamond-studded birthday cake from the boy who was born on the same day, a great Sadiq died, which reminds us when Rabbi Kiva died, Rebbe was born. When Rebbe died, Rabbi Yehuda was born. Rabbi Yehuda was born. Rav was born. When Rav died, Ravashi was born. To teach you that a Sadiq does not leave this world until another Sadiq like him is created. So when the big Persian bear stole a thick piece of diamond-studded birthday cake, from the boy who was born on the same day, a great tzaddik died. His father tried to scare it away by splashing pure water towards it. That was meant to purify Mamzerim in the future, which reminds us that the Malchokas of Mamzerim will be pure in the times of Mashiach. Daf Ein. So the simmer Daf Ein is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The ostrich egg farmer, ostrich egg. That must be in Daf Ein Gimel, giant ostrich egg. The ostrich egg farmer convert getting married to a Mamzeris while standing on a giant Ostrich egg, which reminds us, Gamor brings him out focus, if a gear can marry a mamzeris. So the ostrich egg farmer convert getting married to a mamzeris while standing on a giant ostrich egg noticed a young shtuki child looking to find his unknown father, which reminds us the prohibition of a shtuki when his father is unknown. So the ostrich egg farmer convert getting married to a mamzeris while standing on a giant ostrich egg noticed a young shtuki child looking to find his unknown father. When all of a sudden a man and a woman snatched a lost boy off the street claiming to be his parents, and were believed. Which reminds us, Rav Chista said, Shloshin and Manim Ma'alter, three people are believed only when they testify immediately. And they are one who testifies about an Asufi, a midwife, and one releasing her fellow woman from need of concerns. The first was explained by Rav, Kozman Shibashuk, as long as the child is in the street, his father and mother are believed to claim he's their child. But once he's gathered in from the street, he's considered an Asufi and requires full testimony. Daf Ein Dalit, so the similar Daf Ein Dalit is an aid, a witness. So here goes. The seller who is told in the witness stand, witness stand, that must be more on Daf Ein Dalit, aid. The seller who is told in the witness stand that he wasn't believed regarding who he sold an item to, since the item already left his possession, which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce that where two people are arguing over who bought an item, the seller is believed to identify the true buyer. This is only where the merchandise is still in the seller's possession because it's his responsibility to complete the transaction and give it to the buyer, and so is careful to remember him. Once it left his possession, he's no longer granted special believability because he is less careful to remember the buyer once he fulfilled his responsibility. So the seller who was told in the witness stand that he wasn't believed regarding who he sold an item to, since the item already left his possession, heard the judge call a shtuki a baduki, which reminds the mission of Samachtes Amunov taught that Abba Shul called a shtuki a baduki and examine one. Abba Shul holds that if we ask his mother and she says that she had relations with a genealogical fit man, she's believed even where most of the people in the city would render her child unfit for kahuna. So the seller who was told in the witness stand that he wasn't believed regarding who he sold an item to, since the item already left his possession, heard the judge call a shtuki, a baduki, who ran through the courtroom to see the chuppah taking place outside of an Amoni ger marrying a mamzeris, which reminds us, the next mission teaches, all those forbidden to enter the congregation, are permitted to marry one another. Rabbi ultimately explains that Amoni or Moabi Ger are the ones forbidden to enter the congregation that the mission permits to marry other such people, such as Mamzerim. Even Rabbi Yudu prohibits converts to marry Mamzerim would agree that these Gerim who are prohibited to legitimate Jews are permitted to Mamzerim. 
Daf Ein Hey. So the Zimmer Daf Ein Hey is an Ama Aretz. The Ama Aretz, Amha Aretz, that must be one Daf Ein Hey, Amha Aretz. The Amha Aretz, who failed the Shadchan 101 course when he suggested an Amana to a Kong Gadol, followed by other women disqualified to the Kahuna, which reminds us, Abraisa presents three opinions about which people disqualify a woman to Kahuna through relations. The Gorn explains that all agree that the rule is modeled after an Amana who marries a Kong Gadol, the source of a woman becoming disqualified. So the Amahars who failed the Shatchan 101 course when he suggested an Amana to a Kong Gadol, followed by other women disqualified to the Kahuna. For God who is Suffolk Mamzer can marry, which reminds us, Rob ruled like Rebolazer that a Suffolk Mamzer cannot marry a certain Mamzeris, nor a Suffolk one. Shmuel argued that the Halakha should follow Hillel, who taught the ten categories of Yuchus ascended from Bavo, and all people forbidden to the Kahal may marry each other. So the Amaars who failed the Shatchan 101 course when he suggested an Amana to a Kongado, followed by the woman disqualified to the Kahuna, forgot who a Suffolk Mamzer can marry, and then tried to set up a Kusi with Akusis, which reminds us, Belazar taught Kusi lo Yisa Kusis. A Kusi cannot marry Kusis, although they are members of the same nation. He holds they cannot marry each other because some are unfamiliar with the laws of marriage, leading to some invalid divorces and subsequent mumzerim. Since the descendants of those familiar with the laws were not mumzerim, no Kusi can marry another. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Abram Goldfarb from Zichur, wishing you a great day and great learning.